Welcome back to the Our Maryland Politics and Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Leatherberry. We're just under a month away from Election Day 2018. On November 6th, Marylanders will cast their ballots for local, state, and congressional candidates. While the statewide campaigns have garnered most of the attention, there are a few congressional races that have the potential to shake up Maryland's delegation. Jesse Colvin is a first-time candidate running to represent Maryland's first district. Jesse took a moment to sit down with me and talk about his reasons for running and why he's been called a different kind of Democrat. Joining me today is Jesse Colvin, candidate for Maryland's first congressional district. Thanks for joining me, Jesse. Thank you for having us, Tracy. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, why did you decide to get started in politics, and what prompted you to run in the first district? A call to service. Uh, my first public service was in the military, and that happened because I was 17 years old when 9-11 occurred. Uh, and that led me to study Arabic in college and live in Syria after college, teaching English to Iraqi refugees and ultimately joined the Army. Uh, I served as an Army Ranger through four combat deployments to Afghanistan. My wife and I really have every reason uh, not to be doing this run. Uh, we have a five-month-old at home. Uh, there's no lightning bolt moment, but at some point last year, I turned to my wife and said, our country is being ripped apart and Congress is full of career politicians who are adding to the, the status quo of talking heads just screaming at each other the fray on cable news. We got to do something. And my wife, who is way cooler than I am, uh, she runs a nonprofit. Uh, it's a trade association and her member organizations prevent military veteran suicide. It's especially trained service dogs for vets coming back from post-traumatic stress, military sexual trauma. She said, I'm doing pretty good work. You go figure it out. And I looked around the country, I'm young, I'm 34, uh, but there's about 100 military veterans running for Congress this year. Uh, Connor Lamb is a young Marine, won a special election up in Pennsylvania several months ago. Uh, I looked at somebody like him and his war record and his business background, and I saw a lot of myself. We live uh, in our district in, in Baltimore County, so we looked in our own backyard and saw Andy Harris, the incumbent, uh, a gentleman who brought Roy Moore, the, the former Senate candidate in Alabama, to Maryland for a fundraiser. Um, somebody who's a medical doctor who's voted to repeal the, the Affordable Care Act over 70 times. He has zero backup plans. Um, he's a member of the Coal Caucus in a district where we have the Chesapeake Bay. We don't have coal. Uh, and that's how we got in this thing. You've been referred to as a different kind of Democrat. Can you talk a little bit more about what exactly that means and how this characterization could benefit the constituents in the first district? My parents are hippies. I served in uh, as an Army Ranger. Um, I'm a Democrat. My wife's a Republican. Uh, I'm, a, I'm Jewish, but I speak Arabic because I studied it in college and lived in Syria. Uh, I happen to be white, and my campaign manager, who lives with us, happens to be African-American. Uh, we served two tours together side-by-side side in Afghanistan. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm a different type of Democrat. On my first deployment in the Army, I went to seven memorial services. I was 27. You grew up really fast. And early on in that deployment, my boss's boss pulled me aside and said, Jesse, I fired the last four guys in your job. And then he just stopped talking. Uh, and I said, okay, sir, what does that, what does that mean for me? And he said, I don't care if you have enough energy. I don't care if you have enough time, enough resources. If your best deputy is an R&R, uh, get the job done, get results, or we'll fire you. That's the ethos, that's the values that these veterans like me running for Congress uh, hope to bring to Washington. 
there are many folks in your district that voted for Donald Trump and your opponent, Andy Harris, as you mentioned, is a Trump supporter. You alluded to this earlier, but talk a little bit more about what you think about the direction our country is headed and how you plan to work across the aisle as well if elected. We've got folks in our coalition who are fans of the president. Uh, we have folks in our coalition who, who certainly aren't. This, this election is a referendum on Andy Harris. It is not left versus right. To give you a little glimmer of hope that, that we might be able to solve the hyper-partisanship in Congress, we're endorsed by two organizations. Uh, the first, we're endorsed by a number of organizations, but I want to highlight two. Uh, one is called With Honor, and they're endorsing military veterans running this year. And they go Noah's Ark style, so they bring a Democrat, they also bring a Republican, and vice versa. And you have to sign a pledge, and it's based in civility and courage and integrity, and it's things like once a month in office, you'll get coffee with somebody from their side of the aisle. And you'll participate in a bipartisan veteran caucus. And the other organization is called No Labels. They have 24 Democrats and 24 Republicans, uh, and it's the same exact spirit and same exact ethos. That these veterans running represent, and I aspire to be part of it, a new generation of leadership who are going to put country above party. What are some of the main issues your campaign is focused on, and how do you plan to support Maryland families? I don't think it's enough to just be against something. It is not enough to be against something. Uh, for us to win, for me to inspire folks to come knock doors with us, we can't just be against something. Uh, we have to be for something. So. Let me just tell you about our district a little bit. Opioids fatalities are 50% higher than the national average. We're getting hammered. Uh, healthcare. 54,000 people rely on the Affordable Care Act. And there's an incumbent who's voted to, to cast it away with their backup plan over 70 times. I talk a lot about ALICE families on the campaign trail. ALICE is an acronym. It's Asset Limited Income Constrained Employee. It's the working family, if the carburetor or fuel injector uh, breaks next month, is the choice between do I pay the rent or do I pay for fuel or do I pay the rent or prescription drugs. 37% of working families in our district are, are, are Alice families. That's what we're for. They, those folks need champion. There are 435 of these congressional districts across the country. Exactly one is home to the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, and the livelihoods and the way of life that are associated with the Bay need a champion too, so that's what we're for. Could you talk about um, protecting the environment? The Eastern Shore, of course, has to deal with issues like offshore drilling and will really bear the brunt of a lot of the effects of climate change. Could you talk a little bit more about protecting the environment and why, again, it's important for voters in the district? What's happening to our climate is not academic in our district. Uh, if you go to a place like Dorchester County, sea level rise, uh, it is very real. Uh, I, early on in the campaign, I, I called the most conservative real estate agents I could find. and said I, I called and said, I, I don't care if you believe in climate change, I just want to know what you're seeing from buyers and sellers. Uh, and the answer I got back was, for the first time, people care. Buyers are asking. Uh, the insurance companies are definitely adjusting their rates, and sellers care too. The Chesapeake Bay, its rivers, its tributaries, the whole way of life, these livelihoods that are intimately connected with the bay, the number one champion of those things ought to be the representative from Maryland's first congressional district, if you ask me. Uh, we're very proud of the, our endorsement from the League of Conservation Voters. You asked me a minute ago uh, how I work, plan to work across the aisle. We're already doing it. We're endorsed by uh, a gentleman named Wayne Gilchrist. He, he's uh, a Republican 
who represented this district. He held this seat for nine terms, for almost 20 years. Um, he still uh, was and still is a Republican. Uh, he was also a Marine, so we argue about who's tougher, Army Rangers or Marines. Uh, in his endorsement speech, he talked about integrity, he talked about service, and he talked about working across the aisle. In our district, I refuse to accept that investing in the environment and what's good for the economy are somehow mutually exclusive, because they're just not. Our environmental platform is 10 billion oysters by 2025, which will do wonders for the health of the bay. It will also do uh, even better for our economy and all the jobs associated with the bay. Voter turnout is certainly of concern in midterm years. What do you think will motivate voters in your district, and how is the campaign reaching out to talk to people about the issues? Our campaign started very humbly. It was my wife at seven months pregnant handing out invitations in the snow to events. If three people in Salisbury wanted to go meet, we would hop in the car for a couple hours and go. Uh, We now have 1,100 volunteers. Uh, We had 300 at uh, at the primary, which is at the end of June. Um, So we uh, we are out there knocking on doors, talking to folks. If... I would imagine that uh, Andy Harris's advisors are telling him right, telling him right now that if Colvin can knock enough doors and raise enough money, he's going to win because we have tapped into something. If elected, you'd be the youngest member of the Maryland delegation, and as I mentioned, voter turnout in midterms, especially among young people, um, is historically low. Um, what role do you think young people play in today's politics, and why is it important for them to get out and vote? as well as having young people in um, places of power within our government. Young people are already playing a role, an important role in our campaign. Uh, We have a student group, Students for Jesse Colvin. Uh, They are some of the sharpest, most motivated, uh, disappointed and angry generation because they see uh, the older generations letting them down. Uh, Talk to some of our folks and I'll tell you they don't feel like they have the privilege of not voting because they understand the consequences. Um, when I meet with somebody like Congressman Wayne Gilchrist or Senator Barbara Mikulski, I bring my notebook and I try to show up with a couple smart questions and then I just listen. Um, but I, I plan on coming in a thousand miles an hour. I, I, I'm glad. I, I look forward to being the youngest member of the delegation uh, because one aspect of diversity is age and perspective. If you watch the Facebook, you know, they brought the leaders of Facebook to come in for these hearings in front of the Senate. It's clear some of these senators don't use Facebook. Um, I'm coming in 1,000 miles an hour because I have to. Uh, the opioids fatalities are 50% higher in our district. We need to bring courage to the opioids fight. And I, I look forward to coming in 1,000 miles an hour, and I look forward to working with the delegation. Um, but I'm coming in like a hurricane because the people in our district are going to be counting on me. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us today, Jesse. Thank you for having us. To learn more about Jesse Colvin, visit his website at www.jessecolvin.com. That's J-E-S-S, well, I'll let him tell it. Our website uh, is my name. It's www.jessecolvin.com. It's uh, J-E-S-S-E-C-O-L-V-I-N.com. We also got .net, .org, .everything. As a military veteran, I feel obligated to tell you it's uh, Juliet Echo, Sierra, Sierra Echo, Charlie Oscar Lima, Victor India, November.com. Uh, and our, uh, our handle on social media is Colvin, uh, my last name, C-O-L-V-I-N, the number four, Congress. Colvin for Congress. As always, thanks for listening to the Politics and Policy Podcast. See you next time.